boy movies welcome to big boy movies a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them i'm one of your big boys matt Beebe, and i'm another big boy john george and we're here and we're getting lit fam yeah john has a, a can in front of me that reads contains alcohol right on the lid lit yeah i'm prepping for i am doing my other podcast correct me if i'm wrong right after this oh okay so um, you're pre-gaming a little bit doing a little pre-game so i can get the funnies ready for that okay, one yeah so um, you weren't funny for this one is what you're saying this one's serious we're talking about terminator 2 today okay which is a very <laughs> serious film of course i'm so, just saying i there i think there are plenty of funnies to be had on this podcast and i'd be upset if you weren't bringing okay. your a I can, game i can week. use some of my funnies on this podcast right. too i can split them up okay don't worry. Spread them around is what I'm saying. That's why I have the the alcohol, all right? Okay. I, I need more funnies, and this is injecting funnies into me. Okay. All right. I'm just... All <laughs> I right. sound like an alcoholic, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can only podcast with my funny juice. <laughs> it's not a problem, I swear. <laughs> this is a serious podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Last week. Last week, BB, was one of my favorite episodes ever. Yeah. We, we really nailed it. Yeah. On on episode three, no less. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to have to really up our game for episode four. And it's weird because most series hit their stride with episode two, like yeah. Terminator, mm-hmm. Alien, mm-hmm. Batman, mm-hmm. all these movies. Yeah, all, the, all these movies have great sequels. There's no such thing as a bad sequel, at least like a number two sequel. You know? Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so if you consider this <laughs> episode three, two... Then we're kind of right <laughs> okay. in the zone. We're right in the zone to I top guess episode so. three. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so if, that's instead of calling this episode three on Spotify or an Apple and everything, three, three, two. colon, two. <laughs> okay. This is the second, third episode. That way people know we're continuing with the good stuff. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is, there's going to be a whole nother tall girl section on this podcast. <laughs> the sequel, yeah. Taller Girl. Oh, and she's then six the, foot two. The third one is Tallest Girl. <laughs> six she's foot six three. foot three. She's in college and Everyone yeah. still hates her. She's still growing. Yeah. That's <laughs> it'd be crazy if the, they kept going like Fast and Furious style. And oh, she, too like, tall, too girl. Yeah, <laughs> and tall like, girl Tokyo Drift. Eventually, she was just growing at a rapid rate, and she was, <laughs> like, and people were like, "You're superhuman. You she never stop growing." growing. <laughs> I I can't believe how tall this girl is. <laughs> yeah, we go on. We get uh, tall and girl, and then tall five and girl six, <laughs> girl six, and then girl seven, <laughs> and then. Fate of the girl. Fate of the girl. Yeah, <laughs> and she at that point she's a she's fucking King Kong. Oh yeah, no, she's she can put her arm up and touch the moon. It's oh, that's like, pretty sick. It's impo- It's incredible. Then we get into the Ad Astra area. Yeah, there. where Brad Pitt <laughs> flies by her. Yeah, uh, in his spaceship, and then we figure out it's in the same universe. Yeah, it's a big crossover, and that's why we titled last week's episode "Tall Girl Slash Ad Astra." We were just the same yeah. movie. Yeah, we were predicting the future there. Yeah. Um, but there is no John quotes bad movies this week. I've decided. Sorry, everyone. It's an every other week thing, and I think it deserves an every no, other it's, week. It's special enough that it can be. Uh, uh, it can be whenever you want. Don't okay. don't force a John quotes bad movies. That's true. That's true. There's so many bad movies out there. Sometimes they're just going to pop up. It, we are the loot box of podcasts. That's true. And every so often, it's going to pop up, and it's going to be all those white coins. You say, eh, gross. Yeah. Uh, but every so often, a gold coin is going to come out. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, what's that? 
I would like to tell the government, like, if you're you're cracking down on loot boxes right now, we're not actually the loot box of podcasts. Don't. No, don't I'm going to I'm going to double down on that. I'm going to say we are <laughs> no. the loot box of podcasts. And I, I want to advertise exclusively to children. And they're all going to be putting their parents credit cards in to listen to every episode of Big Boy Movies in hopes that they get a legendary segment. Come at me, Belgian government. There's a guaranteed critics corner every every loot box, though. I mean, here's the thing is there's enough critics on this earth to do (laughs) nine critics corner a week for the rest of my life until I die. So I'm I'm really just hitting the bare minimum with one a week. I love it. Uh, But yeah, we got another one coming soon. Sweet. But I mean, no, we don't. We don't. Oh yeah, we don't. No. Not unless C- DJ Critic Corner gets No, in I here. think he died actually. Yeah, I think actually. he was like a fucking junkie. But. I agree. Um that guy was sucked. Almost got us arrested. Yeah, well, he almost got you arrested as I recall. I was yeah, innocent well, in that situation. Yeah, true. Yeah. It felt like you should have got arrested too, but I guess No, not. it was just a bystander. Yeah, okay. I the Critic's yeah, Corner fine. comes to me. Okay. That's the thing. I understand. Uh we watched movies. We did watch movies last week and that's what we usually talk about at the beginning of the podcast what we watched last week what yeah. day did you watch your movie bb i want to go in chronological oh, order. you want to go in chronological order okay it was sunday so it was two days after we recorded our last podcast. so you're definitely first okay all right so the movie the one movie that i watched uh this week was called promare i have a feeling oh. you haven't heard of promare no John. i haven't uh promare is an uh animated movie a japanese animated movie you may call it anime oh uh, if you would like it's <laughs> fancy by, it's by studio trigger um and it's a whole lot of fun okay uh it's my friend invited me to go see it it's only showing in select theaters i actually went to a regal to see it exclusive so i got to see once again the uh regal short film <laughs> which is great have we even talked so about good. that on the podcast i don't think we have <laughs> every time we go see a movie at regal there's a short film by some college students that like won a contest or whatever and the short film is a, a man and his young daughter and the man is just so wildly incompetent. Doesn't know anything. He doesn't know anything. Oh, how how do I find the emojis on my phone? You didn't know that? Yeah. And then every time she he doesn't know how to do something, the daughter retorts, you didn't know that? But here's the <laughs> thing, ladies and gentlemen. You inside your phone? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know anything. Here's the thing. Here's the big twist Uh-oh, at the end. It's a really good twist. At the I end don't know if I want to spoil this. this is... oh, but it's not going to be in Regal forever. Yeah, that's thing. true. Eventually, it's going to be replaced by another incredible short film. <laughs> by the NYU. Columbia. I have no clue. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, go into a Regal Theater, pause the podcast right now, watch the short film before, like, buy a ticket for whatever movie. Doesn't matter. It's Doesn't matter. Run. It'll show. Watch the short film after the trailers are done and just leave and then unpause the podcast. <laughs> because that's honestly what anyone goes to the theaters for. That's is this amazing short film. The only reason I am on this show is so I get to see that on a mostly weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, because every single time I'm like, I, I always get caught by surprise by that yeah. ending. Mm. So the ending is uh, the dad or the daughter is sitting in her seat, sipping her Coca-Cola with the logo out towards the camera. And she goes, this is perfect. <laughs> and the dad leans in and goes, you didn't know that? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, such a good burn. You didn't know that? He turned it around. <laughs> she didn't know that like is the thing. You didn't know it was perfect? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> so I got to watch that again before Promare. Okay, what out um, of Promare is what is this? P-R-O-M-A-R-E. Promare. Like they're pro-mares, yes. like horses. Yes. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about it uh, because my friend invited me. Uh, she said I should go in totally blind. I will say it is about firefighters. 
It is an anime. <laughs> this poster doesn't look like it's. <laughs> it, it doesn't. But it is an anime, and the general premise is firefighters. Okay. <laughs> um, it's wild. It goes places I never would have expected. I'll be honest, it lost me a little bit in the second half with, like, <laughs> how ridiculous it gets. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's a really good time. I would say if you have a chance to see it, uh, go see it. I would recommend watching the dub uh, so you don't have to read. And also, I'm a little bit biased because I went and saw it with the uh, director of the English voice cast and also the... Uh, lead actor of the English voice cast. Uh, oh, you went to see it with them yes, by I saw, your side. They were there in the theater with me uh, and some of my other friends and their coworkers and, and whatnot. Oh, so you're friends with the people who made this movie. I'm friends with the people who, were, in, who were involved with the English voiceover <laughs> of this movie and Biased. also people who helped like make the movie. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good time. I would say the art is beautiful. It's some of the like most stunning animation I've seen in a long time. Probably I would say it, it almost reaches the heights of like into the spider verse as far as like oh. really unique really colorful um just super gorgeous to look at i will say if you have any form of of epileptic issues do not watch this movie okay there are a lot of flashing lights and bright colors lots of seizures there is a point in the movie where they decide every transition has to be this thing where they like switch back and forth between mm. two scenes really fast that's fun uh fun for seizure people yeah so uh but otherwise great time english voice cast is very good it left me wanting to see more of the universe okay um it is a world where i'm like oh i, I like i want to see more of these firefighters where's the firefighter cinematic universe i'm sick Honestly. of the superheroes getting superheroes and then cops also get yeah. a lot of stuff but firefighters we don't get any some love for the firefighters especially these firefighters who are very good and very friendly and have ice guns and drive fast cars and scream their own names yeah <laughs> there is i i don't want to spoil it there is a scene where a good guy and a bad guy are driving towards each other in a fast car and they both scream their own name as they're driving towards each of other of course that's it's, it's very good it's like pokemon yeah um yeah i was always told growing up like the real villain is fire yeah so <laughs> although in this movie the real villain is not fire damn it <laughs> I, I want that to be that would be amazing if that's the moral of, of that story. It's like the real villain is fire. It doesn't give a shit. No, yeah, no, it's uh it will kill everyone. It only wants to be fire. <laughs> and uh that's no good for anything that's not fire. Yeah. If there is if there is one thing on this earth that is not on fire, it probably shouldn't be. Exactly. Fire is the biggest villain. Yeah. So yeah, go see, go check out Promare. It's a great time. Animation is great. Yeah um sounds good yeah i'll watch that a few as long as you watch uh one kind of the dead the movie i told you to yeah watch i've been hearing more about it on the internet so i'm gonna check it out both japanese point. films mm-hmm. uh yeah i watched and re-watched this is my first re-watch wow second viewing i tanya i tanya which first time this is my second time watching it first time i watched it i gave it a four out of five stars mm-hmm. this time i bumped it up Oh, yeah? To four and a half. Wow, you got that decimal point in there. Yeah. Um. Just, God, just such a good movie. I was so, I didn't, I first time I went into this movie, did not expect to like it. I don't like, like, biopics that much. Mm-hmm. I don't like stuff like that that much. Okay. But I, but <laughs> I forgot. I realized after the movie, I was like, John, you forgot. You love sports and you oh. love competition. You forgot about that. Yeah, you forgot about how ice skating is the most impossible yeah. sport. Um, and they make ice skating look 
fucking cool as hell in this movie. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, the, which is hard. All the slow-mo and the triple axle that she does. Oh, yeah. Um, my review this time was the pure joy on Tanya's face after she lands that triple axle. Inject that into my veins, please. Um, and it's just cool watching the after credits scene because they like show side by side the actual like event and then mm-hmm. them in the movie. Yeah. And like it's just the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And just seeing like in real life on Tanya's face how happy she is after she hits that triple axle and Margot Robbie nails it. Yeah. By the way, Margot Robbie's so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Tana Harding, uh, pretty bad person. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would say so. Have you ever watched America's Dumbest? <laughs> no, she. Have you ever been on True TV and watched America's Dumbest? I think I've watched a couple times. So, you're familiar with how Tanya Harding is like a judge on that show? Oh my god, I don't for, I did not know for that. For those who are unfamiliar, <laughs> I think it's True TV. They have a show called America's I didn't know there were Dumbest. Judges on it's not Dumbest. they're not judges, they're like comedians. Oh. So they have every episode's like uh, America's dumbest criminals and it'll be like a dude trying to break into a bank but like he throws a brick at the window and it bounces off and hits him in the head or something mm-hmm. like some wacky thing and then they just have comedians sit there and like riff on the footage so someone will come out and be like give me all your money and then the gun flies out of their hand and they fall on their face and then Tanya Harding's like uh, <laughs> I'm dumb but this <laughs> is dumber yes it's some really hilarious zinger at the expense of whoever's in the video yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's like what she did uh, for a little while. She's got to make that money. After she had a woman's kneecap shattered. Yeah. Um, um, very fun. Yeah. I do remember <laughs> I watched this, I watched that show with one of my friends in high school. Yeah. And one of the funniest moments is like one of the comedians was dubbing over like, yeah, yeah. This wasn't a world's dumbest criminals. I don't know what it was. It was world's dumbest something. Yeah. Every episode is something different, but it was a video of some dude on a raft legit getting humped by a dolphin, <laughs> which was hilarious in the first place. But then some comedian like dubbed over it, like pretending he was the dude and was like, Oh, party. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just the funniest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, because me and my friend were like half paying attention. So, we thought that was like legit in the video. <laughs> that oh, guy right. was getting humped by he a was, dolphin. He was having a great time. <laughs> uh, and that's why I, Tanya, is a four and a yes. half star. Yeah. It would have been five, but she had to go to America's Dumbest. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just something about movies where bad people do extraordinary things that I'm just like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Because she was, uh, she's one of the best figure skaters of all time. So, yeah. Um, and also it's kind of, I hate sports where they're, where judges decide who wins. I hate that shit. Oh yeah. Um, because they clearly were just biased against her, even though she was better than everybody. Yeah. No, uh, having, uh, been in competitive marching band in high school, I know, I know the feeling of, of shaking your fist at judges. Screw you. You don't judges. even know. Why are there six of you? <laughs> need six people to decide how good we are at Come marching. On. Come on. <laughs> I need at least a thousand. Let's get a fan vote in here. <laughs> yeah, everyone on the audience should vote on their phones. Yeah. Who's the best marching band? Actually, just my mom and dad. <laughs> D- oh. Two votes. <laughs> then um, the day after I watched Between Two Ferns, the movie. I didn't realize that had come out yet. Yep, it's on Netflix now. It came out last week. Mm-hmm. And God, baby, I just wish Netflix would have said, scrap this stupid fucking script or whatever you're writing here mm-hmm. and just make just give us like 10 episodes of between two ferns just give us interviews mm, yeah because 
This movie was hilarious when it was the interviews. Oh, yeah. And then when we got to the plot, it was like, why? <laughs> this is not funny. I don't like this. Besides a couple of scenes mm-hmm. um, and a couple of celebrity cameos that were hilarious. Yeah. Um, most of this movie just was so generic and sucked. I gave it two and a half because half of the movie is perfect. And that is the parts where he's cracking wise jokes and in interviews like a classic between two ferns episode mm-hmm. and the other half is just the most generic piece of shit movie i've ever seen so oh, that sucks yeah they they should have just played to their strengths and uh just done between two ferns like everyone likes yeah because at the end they were literally doing bloopers from the between two ferns interviews parts and i was like see this is what i want yeah like, i just want between two ferns because so f- the interview show is hilarious yeah it's it's hard to put the internet on tv and uh you know, a lot a lot of people aren't very successful when they try to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's I mean, there were just some hilarious interviews in there. There was a great. Um, what was my favorite one again? He had a really good one with Paul Rudd. He had a good one with any Marvel cast member. Mm-hmm. He made hilarious Marvel zingers. <laughs> that's great. Um, or yeah, with Captain Marvel, he was. <laughs> With Allison Brie, he was like, Captain Marvel, huh? Brie <laughs> Larson? Yeah, Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, that he was just like, Captain Marvel, huh? Pretty pretty fucking lazy of them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, why did they just name it Captain We Don't Fucking Know What to Call Her? Or Captain Comic Book? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, the, the reasoning they give in the movie is very dumb, so. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, well. Do you, can I spoil the reason they call her Captain Marvel? Sure. It's really is, dumb. Is it a really big spoiler? Or? No. Well, no. I'm going to say no. Okay. So she has an old commander who she thinks is a person and turns out is from an alien world. And uh, her alien name, she's a captain in the military, and her alien name is Marvel. <laughs> and uh, so she's Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, Samuel L. Jackson's like, oh, you're Captain Marvel. And she's like, no, it's Marvel. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to say that. It's Captain Marvel now. That's dumb. Yeah. So that's that's where she gets her name from canonically. That's, sub- that's subliminally racist. He just hates other names. Alien names. Yeah. It's also like maybe some of the laziest writing in a Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. There's that's, really no great way to like honestly if i if i were doing it which like obviously i would never do because who gives a fuck uh just be like wow she's marvelous and just call her fucking captain Marvel. <laughs> no one cares that spider-man's called spider-man because they the wrestling announcer was like he's spider-man oh yeah there that's easy easy um what was i gonna say I was going to say something. It was so good. It was golden. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> we're not worthy oh, of yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, we're back. We're back. That's like if a Chinese person told me his name in Chinese, and I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Call- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call you what I want to call yeah. you. <laughs> no, this is way easier. I'm just going to call you John Smith. <laughs> well, I guess that is what they did for a little while, yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, well. They were just being realistic. Because that movie takes place in the 90s, so people are yeah. more racist. Oh, back then. way more racist. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, Marvell, I speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into my country. <laughs> this stupid name. 
then I saw Goodfellas. 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 Getting I, prepped for good that fellas. Irish man. Oh, yeah, because all the Irishman reviews are coming in this week because mm-hmm. it premiered at some festival. Yeah. Um, people are liking it a lot. Oh, so yeah. I was like, give me some score, say, say, because I've only seen Taxi Driver and Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Uh, Taxi Driver, I was not that big of a fan of. Wolf of Wall Street, huge fan of. Yep. And this was Goodfellas, if you haven't seen it, and you want to be convinced and you saw Wolf of Wall Street, it's Wolf of Wall Street with the mob. Yeah. With mafia. Literally everything I know about mafia terms and tactics is from Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I know why I get it, what getting whacked means yeah exactly so um and he also got joe pesci and he's like what am i a clown yeah to you am i I a clown to you clown do i got a big red nose and this was the (laughs) precursor to joker of course because joe pesci became the joker yeah so you're you're killing two (laughs) birds with one stone you're getting ready for the joker movie and for irishman exactly uh the joker movie comes out this this week oh god yeah. Oh, man. I kind of want to rewatch Taxi Driver before because mm-hmm. there have been a lot of comparisons to Taxi Driver. Okay. So I'm interested. To s- I kind of want to watch Taxi Driver just to see if I can also grab those comparisons, but I kind of don't yeah. so that I like Joker more. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I will go back and reread The Killing Joke because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of Killing Joke in this movie. Okay. Um, Killing Joke and... Dark Knight Returns, I think, are going to be the two big inspirations, but we will okay. see. I When we podcast about the Joker, I will talk a lot about comic books, so mm. be ready, everyone. We will geek out. Oh, it's going to be so good. And I will sit the sidelines. And, just <laughs> and you'll just like, make shit up. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, remember the one comic where Joker said, I'm a Joker. Look out. Oh, you remember the Dark Knight? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know about the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a good jumping off point. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's a little, little preview next week. Next week we're getting, we're, we're doing the Joker. Oh yeah. Um, so that, that one's going to be exciting, but yeah, Goodfellas, I gave four and a half star ruse. You had, I mean, I got it. It's fantastic. My family's Italian. Like it's, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> My family's Italian and this movie just gonna, makes Italian to whack me if yeah. I don't, uh, give the, it a good rating. <laughs> this movie just makes Italians look and sound so great. So <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I could relate to yeah. some things here, um, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, good, uh, specifically my family member, my family members just whack everybody. Oh yeah, they're always whacking people off, and they're like, "What do you, what do you think I'm funny like a clown?" Yeah, and they just always say that to me <laughs> every night at the dinner table <laughs> <laughs> when I'm laughing at their jokes. Yeah. All right, you watch anything else? That's it. All right. Oh yeah, I watched Terminator too. <gasps> This isn't a critic's corner. Oh, okay. This just, is me singing. <laughs> just Terminator 2. I thought you were going to have like a creative critic's corner Terminator edition. No, like I said, there is no critic's corner. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So you, I guess we'll get into Yeah, let's get into Terminator, Terminator 2. Two. I'm like scared. It's, this is like a jump scare. I, feel like I don't know what gonna, you're talking about. We're going to do Critics' Corner. I'm not going to do Critics' okay, Let's okay, talk okay. about Terminator, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. This is the sequel to everyone's favorite movie, Terminator 1, T1. Yes. Or people who call it T2, Terminator 1 is just called T. Yeah. Um, directed by Jimmy Cameron. Yeah. Director of the Avatar, Last Airbender. And also, what else did he direct? Oh, hey! yeah. Hey! This is like a jump scare. Who's hey! that? Who's oh, who that? is that? Who's who's over there? Hey! Who's yelling? Hey, I got 
got a critics corner. Someone is literally uh, across my building. Not, yeah, that guy on, on the, the other on roof. the rooftop over there. Yeah, he's, he's got yelling. Saying, I got a critics corner. How is he's so good at yelling? Wow, he's yeah. Good job projecting over there. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I read this. Wow. Right, he just threw a paper airplane through your okay. window. So oh. here's critics corner. Okay. Uh, open it up. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, I sir. I didn't say thank you. Yeah. Okay. It's weird that he was wearing a ski mask. That is weird. That's yeah. the weirdest part. But like purple pants? Is that the Joker? <laughs> I feel like the Joker would have would have done something funny, I feel like. Yeah, because he's funny. Well, oh, now he's funny twer- like a clown? No, well, now he's twerking. Gee, that oh, is wow. funny. That is funny. Wow. No, twerking's he's ironic. A, twerking's a nice butt. Yeah, he does. Wow. But it is funny. Twerking's kind of ironic yeah. now. Twerking's good. Twerking. Right, well, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's check out this critic's corner he sent me. Subtle critique of <laughs> like, yeah, it's good. I like it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever, <laughs> ever said that about twerking. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> okay, critic's corner. Critic's corner. Uh, this critic's corner that I just received uh, is written by Popcorn55. Uh, he is reviewing the movie we watched last week, Ad Astra. Oh, we got some Ad Astra critics. Now, uh, Ad Astra, if you're not familiar, is another classic case, uh, much like Rambo First Blood, where the critics think one thing, but the audience, they got another perspective. Got to balance it uh, out. Got to balance it out. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's certainly not because uh, people like to take screenshots of Rotten Tomatoes and go on Twitter and say, see, the elite critics don't know what the audience is what. And then all, <laughs> all the Twitter people just go and leave shitty reviews yeah, 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 because that's how they feel. Um, this guy seems pretty genuine, though, in his two-star review of Ad Astra. Okay, two-star. This is the worst Two-star out of ten. Oh, out of ten. Out okay. of ten. This is from Metacritic. So one out of five. Okay. Yes, yes. So this is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and I think Popcorn 55 may be the bully from Tall Girl. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you're going to see why based on this first sentence. Ta- Taylor Swift. <laughs> More like Taller Swift. Okay, yes. We had a similar, a, in a similar vein Brad here. Pitt. Is he going to say something about Brad Pitt? Mm-mm-mm. Or it's, Ad Astra? Oh, boy. Okay, it's not even a pun. <laughs> um, Popcorn 55 says, instead of soaring through the cosmos... It was snoring through the cosmos. Oh, now this oh, guy is good. Got him. How do you say the great yawning in Latin? I guess because <laughs> the know. title's in Latin? I, yeah, Ad Astra, yeah. Ad Astra means to the stars. Like, I feel like maybe to the sleep or like to, to the, the dream. Ad, ad sleep. Ad, ad sleepy time. <laughs> I know Latin. Yeah. OMG, that should have been the title. The Great Yawning. Oh, I he, means. <laughs> I he meant OMG. OMG. That should have been the he, title. He discovered it while <laughs> writing this. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's like they took the slowest, most boring, and talky parts of 2001, First Man, Interstellar, The Martian, and Gravity, and spliced them together. Uh, I like that. And spliced them together with slow, sad, kind of background music. Colon, result, comma, <laughs> the ultimate space snoozer ever made. Wow. <laughs> Interesting sentence structure there. Yeah. But it is the ultimate space snoozer, which I enjoy. Yeah. Um, even the rocket launches that should at least have some awe and thunder. <laughs> Who cares? No, there's an ellipsis here. Hold okay. On. Are often silent <laughs> with tinkly sad keyboard music. What? That's what with many A's. That's his biggest, that's his critique. Oh, no. he's He's got a little bit more to say. <laughs> And the constant self-analytical voiceovers explaining his feelings. Oh, my God, people. That's spelled O-M-I 
G A W D. Oh me. Oh my god. Oh me god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is supposed to be a sci-fi adventure drama. That's all I guess. Is it? Who said that? <clears throat> and instead, it's like Sorry, there's another list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monks marching sadly to their doom. Monks? Monks. <laughs> Does he like the show Monk? <laughs> Maybe. This isn't the movie Monk. <laughs> That's basically the feeling of it. Uh, rent this one on Redbox. Do not spend twenty dollars to see okay, it. He's still he's still suggesting people get it. Yeah, though. I mean it's two stars. Go, go see it on Redbox. Go Doesn't see the ultimate money? space snooze fest on Redbox. So this guy wants me to drive to Ralph's, find a Redbox, <laughs> yeah. and then pay four bucks for it. Yeah, and then you have to drive back to the Ralph's to put yeah, it back give in. It back. Yeah. Um, not a huge fan of Ad Astro Popcorn Fifty Five. Um, but I did really enjoy uh, some of his sick burns. Yeah, on Ad Astra. Really, I mean, the way he described it, taking the boring parts from all those movies—that's mm-hmm. a movie I would actually like. Yeah, I think that's part <laughs> of the reason like, we liked the movie. Yeah, because it was more reflective. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he was expecting an adventure drama. Yeah, I don't know where who told him that. Like, because even you even yeah. said the trailer did the trailer not say made that. the movie look boring. Yeah. So and the trailer never at any the trailer literally shows no action. There's yeah. a decent amount of action in Ad Astra that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Because it wasn't in the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I think it's just because people see space and they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's an adventure. I will say a through line in a lot of the bad reviews of this movie is that these people went and saw it in IMAX and expected like an interstellar sort of like grand organ okay. noise kind of movie. Like, and the, the movie's much smaller and more contained. Yeah, that's true. Than, than a lot of those. Okay. Uh, and so people are like, I spent 21 dollars on an imax ticket this isn't what i wanted brad pitt (laughs) brad pitt more like snoring through the cosmos (laughs) come on the rocket launches where's neil degrasse tyson (laughs) yeah um i also want to do a little bonus for this critics okay okay there's because i i did a screen cap of this first review and then there was one above it that just happened to be in the screen cap that's good as well and i saw it (laughs) and it is in spanish but I recognized one word in it, yeah. and I was like, wait a minute. Let me see if I can translate this a little bit. And uh, I'm going to read it in Spanish first, and I want you to guess. <laughs> this is from Google Translator. <laughs> well, I'm going to read in No, this is what was written on Metacritic, okay. and then I'm going to see how close you can get to Google Translate. Okay. Um, I you assume you don't guess. know very much Spanish. <laughs> no, I don't know any Spanish. Yeah, you didn't take like Spanish in high I school or Chinese. anything? Chinese. Well, that's different. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to recognize the word that I recognize. It is the first word. This is a zero-star review of Ad Astra from Energy Storm, which is in English. Okay. Rambo está mucho mejor (laughs) que que esta peli. Uh, Prueba que los críticos solo comprensión a quien pague con la uh, cartera. So he thinks it's worse than Rambo last blood. Uh, in, in English, uh, Energy Storm has said, Rambo is much better than this yeah, movie. Yeah, of course. Proves that critics only please whoever pays with the wallet. <laughs> what? This man thinks that the he, critics were paid off by, by Brad Pitt. Ad, by the Ad Astra's yeah, boys. To, to sync that incredible movie, Rambo Last Blood. Yeah. Uh, I... I, the people who made Rambo Last Blood didn't have the money to pay the critics. Only Ad Astra. Yeah. Ad Astra, the like low budget, like 
almost indie <laughs> sci-fi movie with one notable actor in it yeah versus rambo <laughs> a cinematic institution literally starring made Sylvester for Stallone. money <laughs> yes the most cash grabby movie of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand that view at all because if that was true, every single movie would pay yeah. off critics. Like every movie would be getting really good reviews. It would be reviews. so easy. Yeah, like they have enough money to pay off the critics. Yeah. Every single person who's making a movie that is going into theaters has enough money yeah. to pay the critics to give it a good review. I think Ad Astra had a budget of like $85 million or something. Yeah. Like, does anyone care if it costs Eighty-six million at <laughs> no. that point, like yeah, to get the good reviews. I, yeah, I just don't get that perspective at all. Like, why would only a few people pay off critics? Like, everyone would yeah. be paying off critics if they were able to pay them off. Yeah, but critics, I guarantee, took journalism, and they aren't going to get paid off. Yeah, well, the I, I guess I should throw this paper airplane back out at at that yeah. mysterious man. Thank you. He's still twerking. Welcome. That is really impressive. Like my twerking. <laughs> Yeah, twerking's good. Good. Uh, I fuck like yeah. <laughs> such a mild review of twerking. It's my favorite. yeah, twerking's. I give it like a right. six out of ten. <laughs> I've thrown the paper airplane back, and he's rappelling down the side of the building now. Nice. He's getting into a, a police car, actually. Huh? He just yelled, "Can't wait for you to see my movie next week." Huh? Weird. Was that Joaquin Phoenix? Who's Joaquin Phoenix? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Terminator two. There it is. Yeah. No, that's. Now we're back at it. Terminator. Yeah, that's. Are there lyrics to it? Yeah. No, there's actually. Terminator. Yeah. Terminator is very good. I'll be back. Hasta la vista. Yeah. So. I Terminator Two. This is our first throwback episode of the podcast. Throwback Thursday, recorded yeah. on a Saturday. Yeah, Throwback Saturday. Um, and this, <laughs> there was kind of a lull in our our movie schedule, as it were. Yeah. Uh, no movies that we were really compelled to see in theaters. Uh, I hadn't seen Terminator Two in a long time, and you had never, never. seen Terminator Two. I've just recently seen T. Yeah. Terminator. <laughs> T, as we all know. <laughs> T for Terminator. Yes. So it was like, might as well see the second one because there yeah. are a bunch of old, like, 80s movies. Mm-hmm. Um, first Indiana Jones. First Alien. Like, haven't seen the sequel. Yeah. Terminator. Although I'm going to save you from any pedants out there. We are aware Alien came out in 1979, so it is not an 80s movie. We are aware Terminator so 2 came out in 1991, so it is not an 80s movie. Okay. I For some reason, I always called old movies. <laughs> yeah. Old, old movies, movies are 80s, 80s movies. movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because 80s, fuck the 90s, fuck the 70s. Honestly, you know? the 80s is where they were hitting their stride. Yeah. Without the 80s, we would have no RoboCop, which John also has not seen. Yeah. Um, John is from is Detroit. Terminator. It's just Terminator. It's not. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm insulted. I'm going to jump red. out the window and go with oh, Twerking no. Pants Man. Oh, no. Twerking Pants Man. <laughs> uh, like, Robocop is not Terminator. Okay. okay. <laughs> Robocop so is an, sorry. a totally different animal. Wait, who plays the Robocop? Though? Uh, Peter Weller. Okay. He, it's similar in that it's. So it's worse than Terminator. Yes. Okay. But it's still very good. Okay. All right. Uh, Terminator two two. Um, you can't not compare it to the first one. Yeah, I feel like that's the first thing I have to. I do. mean the the second movie sort of plays with what you know about the first movie in a in a really good way. good way. Yeah, 
And it fixed one of the biggest complaints I had with the first movie, mm-hmm. which was, I don't give a shit about Sarah Connor, John Connor, just fucking fix the future. I don't, Yeah. I want, I want things to be okay. But in Don, the John, didn't you hear? There is no fate. Only what we make for ourselves. Yeah, that's why dun, I, I dun, like dun, the dun. second one a lot yeah. better because <laughs> they use that. Yeah. And they said, hey. Who gives a shit about these two people? Let's save the the, the future. Save the future. Um, yeah. So, is it even worth it to do a no spoilers section on this? We can. I can do a brief one where I just say what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, I liked it better than the first one, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think I liked it, and I think the ending might have dragged a bit too long. And that's my general thoughts. That's of it fair. Right now, this is. Uh, my general impressions is one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of Terminator 2, and but I also agree the ending does drag on. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I I have like the highlight moments in my head yeah. being like, I know this is going to happen, I know this is going to happen, and the space between those moments was much larger than I remembered, Yeah, but still very good. I love this movie. Okay. Um, that's probably going to be the shortest non-spoiler yeah. section we'll have because this movie came out in 1991. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, then you're a jackass. Yeah, just go see Terminator. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You can close your eyes and point in a direction, and if you walk in that direction long enough, you'll see Terminator 2. Exactly. That's what I did. Yeah. It took <laughs> us a while. Yeah, but uh, it eventually there. happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so spoilers from here on out if you haven't seen this movie. Yeah. Starting now. Uh, Terminator 2, uh, you got all the, I, I, yeah, first, I mean, the first moment I remember is Arnold Schwarzenegger is not bad this time. He's beaming back from the future. And now he's good. Yeah. And I, while we were asked, or while we were watching, I asked you how much you knew about this movie because it didn't even like click in my head that people wouldn't know the immediate premise of it. Yeah. So I was curious, like the movie starts. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back in time. He does his same thing from the first movie. And I think he's bad, of course, because yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And so he beats up a bunch of bikers, takes their clothes. Yeah. I need your clothes. Uh, and then, you know, he gets away with a motorcycle. And, you know, having seen this movie many times and just sort of like having an idea of it, I was like, well, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in this one. So how long did Not it take to me. before you like knew literally, that? literally right when they revealed the movie? Oh, okay. Like there wasn't any moment before that where I was like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's the good guy. Yeah. I thought it was kind of weird when the cop came to John Connor's step parents' house mm-hmm. and said, like, oh, don't worry about the guy on the motorcycle. Like I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, if he was like, why isn't he telling him to worry? Yeah. Like they should be kind of worried about because the like, motorcycle. Why? Yeah, you don't even really think about like the set the setup for this second movie is almost identical to the first one, but because you know the first one, you think okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back, he's bad, mm-hmm. and guy we don't know comes back, he must be the Kyle Reese of this movie. Yeah, he's going to defend him, and they get to the mall. And Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls his shotgun out of his, uh, and I'm like, he's gonna kill his like him. box of roses, and uh, he shoots the dang T1000. Yeah, and that's when I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's a good guy, but I think they did a really good job of concealing that. I mm-hmm. really do because, I mean, he was it, Arnold Schwarzenegger was clearly a, a robot again, so mm-hmm. you're like, why wouldn't he be like? Yeah, there's nothing to convince me otherwise yeah and it's it's just like a really good way to reveal that and it's funny because 
I feel like you're in a very unique position because even movie trailers back in the day when this movie came out, they were probably arguably worse than they are now where you would just have a narrator being like, the Terminator's coming back. And this time, he's but good? This time, he's going <laughs> to hang out and be chill. And <laughs> him and John Connor are going to high five. Come see the Terminator. Gives a thumbs up. Yeah, and then he uh, he delivers one of his big lines that I think should not have been revealed in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Hasta, the Hasta la Vista line. Oh, yeah. Hasta la Vista, baby. I mean, I knew that line super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I forgot that line until... Like when I'm the middle of the movie when John Connor's teaching him vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, hasta la vista. And I was like, oh, yeah, he does say that. Yep. Isn't that a famous yeah. line? It's funny because I a lot of time get Schwarzenegger movies confused with quotes. I forgot this was the one where he says, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Because that's such an iconic quote. And I always, like, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I thought that was Predator. But oh. it's not. Yeah, it's not, baby. Come on. Predator is get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Go to the chopper. Get to it. And then uh, (laughs) it feels weird how all these, like, if Schwarzenegger didn't say these lines, no one would quote them. Like, it's, I feel like it's absolutely, yeah, how he says it. Schwarzenegger, I would say, is like the rock of his day. Yeah, that's true. I think Schwarzenegger's maybe a little bit better than The Rock. Yeah, I think he is too. I, I don't know if The Rock's movies are going to have the staying power of Schwarzenegger movies. I couldn't say a rock. Like, I don't think there's a quote from a movie I could say from The Rock. Yeah. Even like my one of my favorite quotes from Fast and Furious is a rock quote. And I forgot about yeah. it for a while until we watched that's that a really one good video. Quote. Yeah. Where um, they're in a, a Fast and Furious aside, they're in a prison. The Rock is breaking out of the prison because he's been arrested. And one of the dudes that he put in the prison because he used to be an FBI agent pulls out a knife and he's like, I've been waiting for this. And the rock takes the knife out of the dude's hand, stabs him in the chest and goes, keep waiting, bitch. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that's amazing. But yeah, no, it's, it's nothing like get to the chopper. Come yeah. with me if you want to live, you know, hasta la vista baby. Um, also good. Do you think that's Schwarzenegger himself or do you, th- should we give whoever wrote Did James Cameron write this movie too? Yeah. He co-wrote it with someone else, but okay. you know everyone remembers James Cameron as the guy. Should we give him more credit? Because, it, but in the Get to the Chopper, that's very memorable too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what is it with Schwarzenegger and just these memorable lines? Is it the writers he's I, running into, or is I it think it's partially the writing because every like '80s and '90s stuff is very quippy, one-linery. But I think what makes Schwarzenegger special is that the way he delivers lines and his face is very expressive. Even when he's Terminator and like stone faced, you still can I'm sort scared. of yeah, you can feel it, right? So when he, he says he's gonna be back, you know, I know it. I mean, like you can watch Total Recall where his face is like Nicolas Cage levels of expressive, but he's just one of those guys like The Rock where you see him and you just like him and whatever <laughs> he's doing. And you know, I think it's a combination of the writers and you know Arnold's saying it, and also he has a fun accent to do mm-hmm. so. It's not get to the chopper. It's get to the chopper. Exactly. So when's The Rock running for governor? Uh, I think he said he was going to run for president. Oh, well, that's even better. He's got a top Schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. and obviously run for president right away. So I could I could see that. I mean, at this point, (laughs) The Rock running for president wouldn't be the weirdest thing. And he's just like free Jumanji for all. Everyone gets to watch Jumanji (laughs) for free on me. I like the idea that he just says free Jumanji for all. And no one knows what that means. (laughs) Uh, What? Free Jumanji. Like, wait, so we get to watch like the are you making the game Jumanji? 
free Jumanji, everyone. Free it. And everyone's like, are you asking us yeah. to free Wait, do you someone want us named to... Jumanji? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> the Rock, I don't know if he would make a great president. Yeah, I don't know either. He's charismatic. Charisma. Yeah, he's char- charismatic. Charismatic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> charismatic. Uh, Terminator 2. Yeah, so where were we? Jumping back into it, we were in the very beginning. Uh, John Connor's got a friend with a mullet who gets very little screen time. He's badass. Yeah, they're both, everyone's badass in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is a series of, of badass moments, even when it's a naked man putting on someone else's clothes. Badass. You know, uh, John Connor fixing up his dirt bike. Badass. Uh, liquid metal man. Badass. In general, <laughs> yes. Uh, um yeah. yeah liquid liquid metal man silver surfer mm-hmm. uh made a metal that's just moving around all the time i don't know yeah. the science behind it but he was badass yeah the <laughs> this movie was huge at the time because of those liquid metal effects uh, james cameron was figuring that stuff out yeah um just like he did with avatar and the cg yeah. everyone was like whoa look i at mean these. that's been like a lot of james cameron's career is just figuring out what the next step in special effects is and then putting it in his movie avatar 2 is gonna be the pinnacle of 4d yeah i have no clue how he's gonna like because we're at a point in history now where special effects are not special anymore everyone yeah me personally at least when they're when it's majority special effects i'm the more special effects there are the less impressed i am with the yeah. movie so now it's it's like getting to the point where I'm like, okay, practical's better. Mm-hmm. And P- I think most people are like, okay, I'm s- kind of sick of this fake shit. Yeah. I want well, practical. Well, that's what's nice about older movies like Terminator 2 is that they had no choice but to use this stuff sparingly. So mm-hmm. when it is used, it's effective. Yeah. And um, you still get those really great practical action scenes uh, like all of the car chases in this yeah, movie, which exactly. are just insane. Awesome. Awesome car chases. Especially, yeah. I like the first one a lot in... In that little, I think that's like the L.A. River. Yeah, it's it's going through the L.A. River. Yeah, um, which is so filled with water. It's the the biggest river I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. No, it, all L.A. natives know that the L.A. River is, in fact, a river and not a cement ditch that runs through the <laughs> with city. With a stream of water. <laughs> yeah, with a small stream of water and, like, a ton of garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, honestly, the least believable thing about this movie is how little garbage there was in the, in the LA, LA River. River. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, and it's just really <laughs> awesome to see the, they have that truck explode, the giant truck that the T-1000 is driving, and he just walks out of the flames and you see a metal for the first of time. Course, of course. Oh, it's so satisfying. Very used to, I mean, the metal was sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. Very used to that with Terminator 1 and just like explosions happening and then yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger was just walking out of them. Whatever. Yeah. That's a classic thing James yeah. Cameron likes to do in these movies. They they give a really good sense of how tough the Terminator is in oh, this yeah. movie. Like I for sure know that he is hard to, hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, that it would be hard to kill one of these things. I can guarantee. And I think that's what's so effective about these two movies is that because... The first one's essentially just a monster movie more than it is any kind of action or sci-fi. That's true. And so what's scary about Terminator is almost what's scary about It Follows or something like that, where it's just this unstoppable force and you can run as fast and as far as you can, but eventually it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. And no matter what you do to it, it's just going to keep pushing forward. Yeah. That's always, but it always reaches the point, which is one of the biggest 
It always one of the biggest issues I have with Terminator and it follows and Terminator Two is mm-hmm. it always get the unstoppable force always gets to a point where you're like, okay, how the fuck is this thing gonna die? Yeah, and I think some movies don't nail it as well. Yeah, um, and I th- I think Terminator Two nailed it pretty okay. Like I think the first time it died, it, I would have liked it to die. Yeah, it, they do sort of fake you out with that. Yeah, it's clearly there to do like a really cool series of shots and like that final neat effect where all the liquid metal droplets are coming yeah, back together. Of course, of course, and he reforms, um, which is cool at the time probably. But yeah. for me, I was like, yeah. Just yeah, it could have ended there. We can we could we could talk about that once we get to the ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. So uh, uh, we get introduced to Sarah Connor. She's back now, but uh, she's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> well, according to everyone out, <laughs> the thing is like, it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Like they think she's psycho because she's talking about robots from the future causing a nuclear war. Uh, but also by her being in the psych ward, she's gotten even crazier because they are giving her pills yeah well the pills are to sedate her yeah but if you if you aren't psycho and they even even if you are psycho i've heard that the pills given out at psych wards are just bad for you okay (laughs) and bad for your mental health in general yeah um but they yeah they're mainly to sedate clearly because it makes her go to sleep and have yeah a crazy dream yeah and we get our our first glimpse of uh adam conover in one of his first uh acting roles <laughs> adam ruins everything of course certainly ruining everything in this movie if you haven't seen this movie in a while go back and just like look for a second at yeah. this at this man and you'll be like oh my god this is adam yeah. conover from adam ruins everything. one of the guys and one of the psych ward guards looks suspiciously like adam conover has the same glasses he has the same glasses like a similar haircut he's just like a little bit fatter i think yeah and obviously adam conover is a cool guy and the character in this movie is not at all because <laughs> he licks sarah he, connor like a lollipop yeah straight up restrains her in her bed in her cell and then licks her face yeah which, Which wouldn't taste good. Yeah, it probably wouldn't. She's been Salting. sweating a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and she's sweating. She's just doing chin-ups and screaming and thrashing around. Uh, yeah. If I were a pervert, I would not want to lick a yeah. crazy person. You'd- <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that qualifier. Be if, my number one rule. <laughs> if I were a pervert. <laughs> I live by a code. <laughs> I may be a pervert. But I'm not going to lick a crazy person. They're yeah. sweating all the time time <laughs> gotta find a sane person to lick <laughs> um yeah we get kyle reese's one uh moment where he comes back in a dream of course and you feel really bad for sarah connor cause yeah because she's like i love you but he did and uh he did yeah she witnesses the end of the world in her dreams uh which we normal, see normal thing for two me. times, and the second time is wild, and I forgot that scene even existed in this movie. Oh yeah, it's wild. So <laughs> watching it again, I was like, "Damn!" If I were to like make a highlights, see, I might currently BB. I have no job. Yes, and course. I'm working on my vi- my video editing project right now is like a ten minute thing where I go do like the movies I've seen this year, mm-hmm. basically just my favorite movies. Yeah, um, and if I were to do. If I were to include T2 in that, I would include a lot of shots from this dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Yeah. Because I think, I don't know. I just think those are the coolest, some of the coolest shots in the movie where we're seeing these kids on this playground. Yeah, kids on the playground. And then I think even the shots of her running down like oh, the yeah. really long hallways in slow motion. Yeah. And, 
I agree. It's it is a very well shot movie. Um, but I think moving back to Sarah Connor is her character arc in this movie is also something that I didn't remember as much, but I actually really liked having rewatched it again. Um, how she starts off as this really angry and violent woman who's like, I have to stop the apocalypse. Like I have to <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. like nothing matters, but like she, she wants to keep her son alive, not really because he's her son. And, but because she thinks her son is the only way to stop the robot apocalypse. Yeah. Um, but eventually she realizes what I, in my head as the audience member, I'm thinking the whole time, just fucking stop the apocalypse. Yeah. I don't, I know your son is special or whatever, but just fuck. Just yeah. make them so they don't do this shit. It's a, it's a little theme of the movie right there. Yeah. You get, is, and they uh, finally, she finally is like, oh, wait, I should, mm-hmm. I should probably kill this guy who's going to do this. Yeah. It's her. <laughs> um, anything happened? What else? I mean, they break her out. Yeah, we uh, we get the great scene where John figures out that he has full control oh, yes. over the Terminator. I like that. <laughs> which is like, I like that. So awful for those two dudes who just happen <laughs> to be there. Yeah. He like the Terminator grabs onto John and he's like, help, help, this guy's because the Terminator doesn't want him to leave. Yeah. And then as soon as John figures out that the Terminator can do whatever, the two dudes who come and help this child they think is being kidnapped, <laughs> all of a sudden John is like, hey, beat the shit out of these dudes. <laughs> these guys suck. And it's like, wait, they were coming to help you. Fucking destroy these yeah. nerds. Just like broke that one dude's hand. Yeah. Um, and almost killed one, but John was like, wait, that's a bit too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. And so the Terminator's not allowed to kill in this movie, which yeah. is also a great sort of recurring uh bit and this time he's not able to kill yeah (laughs) this time it's not personal (laughs) um so we have the great moment where they drive up to the psych ward and he's like all right i'm not gonna kill anyone and so he shoots the guard in both kneecaps (laughs) he's gonna be fine (laughs) he'll live (laughs) exactly oh god very quotable movie yeah very quotable yeah um but yeah, we, we get the... Oh, and we had one of the most squeamish parts of the movie for mm-hmm. me when Sarah Connor sticks a needle in that man's yeah. neck. She fills the the syringe full of poison. Oh. It's like, I'm going to poison the shit out of this man I would let me out. Mm, I would rather have a gun pointed to my head than mm. that, yeah. <laughs> um, which is basically the it's same the thing. It's the same thing. I've, it's just less nasty and yeah. probably, like honestly, a better way to die. He pr- like I feel like there's no way he didn't get a little bit of poison. Yeah, here. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a little bit of poison's fine. Yeah. But we never see him again for the rest of the movie. So he's so, dead. He's yeah. dead. He's probably fucking to killed us, himself. He's dead. It's like in Baby Driver uh, with John Bernthal's character. Oh, where yeah. his, his last line in the movie is, if you don't see me again, it's because I'm dead. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then we don't see. He doesn't show up for the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, that's a nice way to kill off a character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's just like really cool to see how sarah connor in the first movie she's just like a waitress and you know she's badass now a really normal person now all of a sudden she's like full-on warlord like commando sarah connor Mm -hmm. um just ready to fucking rip shit to to save the future shit yeah um and she rips some shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) same with the schwartzy schwarzenegger he rips some shit too Oh, absolutely. He rips um, the most shit, I would say. Yeah, but John Connor doesn't rip enough shit. Yeah. you. I, you before the movie started, you said, 
if I don't see baby John Connor doing some karate, I'm going to be upset. It wasn't a baby, and I didn't see karate no, anyway. No karate. Well, that's what's uh, good about John Connor is this movie. He's sort of the moral the center. Yeah. He's... If he were to play Undertale, he would go the pacifist route. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if there's an option to like break kneecaps in Undertale and be yeah. like, well, I didn't kill them. <laughs> there should be. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's you have that nice little triangle now that they're all together of Terminator, who's a machine literally only designed to kill, who knows nothing else but murder. Mm-hmm. You have Sarah Connor, who's so paranoid about the future that she'll do anything to prevent it. And then John Connor, who's the kid, who's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be all doom and death. Like, there's got to be something else. Yeah. He's the compassionate one. And yeah. through him, uh, even the Terminator learns a little something about compassion. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine this as now it's a comedy trailer mm-hmm. with like, it's like, Maybe this ro- maybe this killing robot can learn a little something about compassion. <laughs> <laughs> this summer. Come watch I Terminate. <laughs> uh and it's of course starting starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> As the ter- no, I don't think we can put Rob Schneider in movies anymore. Oh. He, uh, yeah. He said some objectionable things. Yeah. Mm. That's fine. Okay, Michael I'm Sarah. fine with that. I didn't want Rob Schneider. You could have Michael Sarah be the Terminator. Okay, yeah, Michael Sarah can yeah. be in it. Michael Sarah as the Terminator. I'm just yeah. imagining like this <laughs> chill dude, just like just any Michael Sarah role, you know? Just yeah, like, I, I swear I won't kill anyone. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, it's yeah, chill. It's, it's, it's chill. Fine. I'm just imagining it's like Scott Pilgrim or <laughs> his character from Superbad. Yeah. Arrested Development, <laughs> George Michael. I'm Mr. Terminator. <laughs> it, it's just Terminator. <laughs> but you said Mr. Terminator. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I thought like one of the stranger parts of the movie that still works is Sarah Connor has voiceover every so often. Uh, and one of her voiceover moments is her basically saying, this Terminator can be the father of my child. <laughs> Yeah, this guy isn't going to leave him. He's not going to abuse him. I did think that was kind of out of, I don't know. Like, I guess they were trying. I don't like when movies, we talked about this last week Mm -hmm. with the voiceover in Ad Astra. Yeah. But this felt like a moment that was like, okay, now you're just like spitting this. You're, you're trying to tell me how, uh, what this is supposed to be. And I know what it's supposed to be. Yeah. We ultimately probably could have figured out that the Terminator was sort of assuming that father figure role for John, which is a really great, thing that like i don't think a lesser movie could have pulled off yeah. where the big murder robot is essentially like the dad. dad good dad um, yeah he's a good dad not a, a large presence of bad dads in this movie mm-hmm. there's one bad dad that's arguably bad but he's also kind of just being a good father in the sense that he's like john don't get on a dirt bike and go away for yeah. a whole day i mean the only part where, where he was bad was he was like get out of my <laughs> like the wife stepped in front of the tv he's like get out of the way i'm watching yeah, i'm watching tv woman <laughs> but i guess that's not a bad dad that's a bad husband yeah he was a bad <laughs> husband and uh him and that woman pay with their lives mm-hmm. uh for no reason he, he doesn't even get to finish his milk he won't get to watch the big game this sunday yeah no <laughs> I'm sure he was really upset about that. Yeah. In heaven, he's like, but God, do we Man. get direct TV here? Oh, my child. <laughs> we get one channel, and it's the public access one where you see the televangelists. Come on. You should have watched more Joel Olstein sermons. 
Uh, yeah, bad, good dad. Mm-hmm. It's funny how this voiceover here was similar to the voiceover we got in Ad Astra, both talking about dads, yeah, fatherly figures, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was probably one of the more strange parts of the movies, only in that it was telling us the theme that we probably could have gotten ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, I think it was good because we get the moment Terminator learns how to high five in this of scene. Of course, he learns what a thumbs up is in this yeah, scene. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I love he learns how to smile <laughs> a little earlier on. Yeah, uh, which Schwarzenegger nails uh-huh. in that. That moment. was really good acting. <laughs> yeah, he. It's. I feel like it's got to be harder than you think to do a bad fake smile. Yeah, like a robot would try to do. Uh huh. Um, like, it's funny, like the, his acting in this movie makes it seem like he's bad at acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, cause he's a robot. Yeah, exactly. So you're just like, he's so robotic when mm-hmm. he delivers his lines, but it's like, oh, he's supposed That's to be a robot. exactly what he is. <laughs> and yeah. he gets more robotic as the movie goes on. Exactly. He literally peels off the skin on his arm. He's deceivingly point. really good at acting in this movie yeah. because you're just like, this is, I could do this. Well, that's the funny thing about. <laughs> Also, I would say RoboCop is that Peter Weller, I think, is also good at acting like a robot, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a compliment, but it works for the role. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, But it's shown in scenes like that where the robot is all of a sudden asked to act like a human, Mm -hmm. like and Arnold Schwarzenegger is able to still act like because you're if you're a human, it's hard not to act like a human. Yeah. In that moment, acting like something that isn't human, that's trying to be human. Yeah, exactly. That's a difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I do think Schwarzenegger did really well, especially that smile. Mm-hmm. Like that smile was very good. Yeah. Uh, but I thought those parts were hilarious where John Connor was like, no, be like a human. Yeah. If <laughs> if you want to say goodbye, say hasta la vista. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, now he's going to say yeah. that thing. Instead of saying affirmative, say no problemo, yeah. which he didn't say. I felt like there was a chance for Come Schwarzenegger on. to say no problemo. I got to say, I do... Well, it's extremely quotable, and I don't blame people for saying hasta la vista, baby, a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm upset that people said it. Also, I'm upset that people said, Luke, I am your father, and all this shit, because mm-hmm. it ruins some moments in movies for me. Yeah. But like, it's kind of my fault, I guess, for not seeing it quickly. Yeah, well, to be fair, we were not alive when this movie came out. Yeah. We were a little bit behind the ball on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it is it is a nice reveal, <laughs> every time Schwarzenegger said one of his lines in this movie, I was like, oh, he said it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wish I would have been able, I, if, if I like didn't know he was going to say hasta la vista, baby, I mm-hmm. think I would have been like, oh, and I might have like teared up. A bit. Yeah, because he learned and that was sort yeah. of one of his final things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you know he was going to do the thumbs up? Because that's a pretty iconic shot. Yeah, no, I did not know that he was going to do the thumbs up. Okay, yeah. But that would, yes, that was a good shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Connor goes to do what I wanted her to do all along. Yeah, she finds uh, Miles. Miles. Miles, What's his last name? Miles. Don't know. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. I was going to say Miles Prower. (laughs) Miles Sanders. Which is the name of Tales from Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. Mine was Miles Teller, I think, is the author from Elf. Played by Peter Dinklage. Is Miles Teller not... Who's the guy who plays no, wait, who plays Whiplash? Isn't that Miles Teller? That is that might be Miles Teller. Let me just Google search Miles Teller. Okay, and see what comes up. And see what comes up. Because I Miles Teller. Yeah, no, that is uh 
Yeah, that is the guy in Whiplash. Okay, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Mr. Whiplash and also Mr. Fantastic. Yes, and the War Dog from War Dogs. Yeah, also Mr. War Dog. And the Divergent. And Mr. Divergent. And the guy from Spectacular Now. And yeah, Footloose reboot. Footloose. And the Project X, man. There you go. Yeah, he was in all those. But he was not in Terminator 2. No. <laughs> the So they find, Sarah Connor goes and finds the sort of lead scientist who is the guy who's going to create Skynet eventually. Skynet. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him at work and the dude's like, hey, how's Skynet going? Like, Guys, you know that's not what it's called. Sky these nuts. Oh, man, you better watch out. I'm going to Skynet on your wife. <laughs> oh, guys, come on. It's really important. you got to be so jealous when I make this cool AI. Yeah. It's going to fly planes and help humanity. Yeah. Mm. Well, You're wrong. Yeah. Do you think they? it could have been like an it chapter two situation where john connor finds out all they have to do is insult skynet oh God. and it'll shrivel up and die sky nut more like sky nut and it's like no no, no, no please no. and he and the, pulls the, the heart metal, out of the metal robots like yeah no. oh god he's not afraid of me anymore <laughs> uh yeah and they go they fucking i mean she has a moment where she's like i can't kill this guy yeah well she's very committed to doing it for a little while because she just hails his office with bullets mm-hmm. like you wouldn't even believe. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, I feel bad for the guy because he doesn't yeah. know he's going to be creating something insane. Yeah. Bad. Well, they set it up well where you see that he has a family and a wife yeah. and they're like normal and people. And they went to what was the water park? Raging Waters. Raging Waters. We never get to see Raging Waters, which is upsetting. Until the fourth one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Terminator Salvation. <laughs> That's when we actually get to see Raging yeah. Waters. Christian Bale goes to Raging wa- <laughs> Raging Waters. He's like, "This is where Miles used to take his kids." Who's Miles? Yeah, I don't know the few. I don't know what the other Terminators follow. Uh, yeah, basically, you know how in Terminator Two, the movie we just watched, mm-hmm. the the theme is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Yeah, and how changing the future is can be done through compassion and mm-hmm. human willpower. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Mm-hmm. According to all other Terminator movies, <laughs> Skynet <laughs> still gets created, and the nukes still go off, and of Terminators course. still happen. So depressing. Yeah. So they really nailed that. They really yeah. I'm gonna ignore. Listen to themselves. I'm gonna ignore that. Don't bother. We might have to see Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate now, is only because this is that's the new one that's coming out. Okay. Uh, from what I've heard, and I'm not entirely sure on this, but from what I've heard is that Terminator Dark Fate ignores everything after T2. Okay. So I think it's more of a direct sequel to Judgment Day. So it's just them hanging out and everything's fine. Yeah. Well, Sarah <laughs> Connor is back in this movie. She's yeah. old now. Okay. Um, And there's a new Terminator human hybrid, which they introduced in Terminator Salvation. That Steve Jobs creates. Yeah. Steve one. Jobs creates and then dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a new liquid Terminator that looks just like the liquid one or the T-1000 oh. in this movie. Wow. Um. They found. Did they find? Yeah, we'll we'll wait and see what we'll see what the reviews are. But I'm not. I'm saying we shouldn't rule out Terminator Dark. Well, it's a dark fate. Yeah, BB. Seeing the movie is a dark fate. But there's no fate. But what we make for ourselves, (laughs) even if it's dark. True. Uh, That's what I learned in this movie. Mm -hmm. But after that, we just go into what is the last act of the act of the film, and it is action packed. They get. All that action in there, and yeah. it's very good. Explosions. Yeah, explosions from every angle imaginable. Miles dying. Yeah, so... <laughs> Hacking. 
that was also, I think, one of the stranger parts of the movie is like, I mean, I don't know how anyone would react being presented with the information that Miles gets where a robot from the future mm-hmm. is like, hey, I'm created because you made a computer program that nuked the world and I'm one of the bad things, but I've been reprogrammed to be good to stop you mm-hmm. from literally making computer Hitler. Yeah. Um, so he he does sort of 180 and agree to destroy all of his life's work pretty quickly. Yeah. But I think it works for the movie because it is like, that well, is the morally correct thing to do. Yeah. I just don't want to, I'm fine with that because I don't want to go through this whole moment where Miles is just like, but, 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 it's my life's work. I love it. Um, so I'm fine with him just yeah. immediately being, because everyone else in the movie clearly very skeptical mm-hmm. anytime this idea, like Sarah, everyone is just like Sarah Connor's a fucking freak yeah. for believing any of this. She's so, insane. Yeah. Um, but it worked in this situation because they, I mean, you're, you kind of get convinced if you, if you get shot by someone and then you see a robot arm and yeah. you're like, okay, like this might be legit. Yeah. And then I did like the moment where he gets the ax from, uh, the Terminator and smashes his CPU recreation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, he's fully committed and he is ultimately the one who destroys all of his work and yeah. saves the universe. Mm-hmm. That's my canon. <laughs> saves the, is it's he, Miles. He's the real hero. He say he actually changes the future and that's how it be. Not technically the future isn't changed until Arnold Schwarzenegger gets into the lava. BB. Yeah. They have to destroy all remnants of the old future. Mm-hmm. And so that means destroying the T 1000. That means destroying Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator yeah. and the, you know, any remnants of the lab that are left over, which made sense. And it, uh, I was thinking stupidly and thought that they wouldn't have to, I thought like, why doesn't he just destroy the arm and the chip? But, uh, by the end I was like, Oh, he also, yeah, that makes sense. You'd have to destroy Schwarzenegger and the T 1000 Yep, as well, because they, uh, if their remnants are left, left around, still can create them. Clearly (laughs) leaving around the old Terminator parts from the last movie, didn't pan out very screwed, well. Screwed, screwed, screwed the pooch. Yeah, it literally created the future they were trying to avoid mm-hmm. by giving the scientists the idea to make an AI. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was one of those situations where the people from the future go back to the past and fuck it up, and that's the reason why the future exists. Yeah, <laughs> which is like a kind of weird loop. I know thing. it's funny because Terminator Two never gets bogged down in the time travel rules. That's yeah. sort of a through line through all the Terminator movies. Um, which is funny because I feel like if this movie had come out today, they would have had to have the Avengers Endgame scene where everyone brings up every time travel like, contradiction. But what about this thing? Oh, but is it a time loop? Is it a paradox? What What if we change something in the past? Do we come back to a different future? Like, no, shut up. Yeah. You nerds. I don't know. All movies should handle it like how the Terminator does. Yeah. I like I when there's time travel in a movie, I don't. I don't really care about the rules that much. It's really not unless, you know, back to the future. There are just, there are a lot of contradictions in back to the future, but I still, I still love the first one to death. Yeah. And they make the rules clear enough that, you know, Oh, John's getting up. He's, Oh, he's turning on the light. Okay. There's shall be light. Okay. Yeah. So in back to the future, they don't, get bogged down in the rules, but the rules they set up make sense for the world and you can just move on and no one's going to try and bring up every other time travel movie. So the audience can't poke holes in the script. Yeah. I feel like in Avengers Endgame and in back to the future, they talk so much about the rules of time travel mm-hmm. that it's opening 
it up for criticism. Yeah. That everyone's like, okay, well, now I can criticize it because they're giving me straight rules. Yeah. And not only are they giving us rules, but they're giving us like all these circumstances. And there are genuine time travel questions I have about Avengers Endgame now that I might not have had if they had just not like made such a big deal about the time travel. And they're, yeah, everyone, they're, it's literally a scene where everyone's asking questions and mm-hmm. then they're like, oh, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of just like, like, I guess that's comedic. Yeah. But it's, uh, I, I'd say the philosophy on stuff like that is in, in the recent Doom game. Have you played Doom 2016? Uh, no. It's a wonderful. Well, I played the first part of it. I have it for Switch. Okay. It's a great game. Switch port's not super great, but. That's the main reason I stopped playing. Okay. Doom 2016 is great. Its approach to story is there's a segment where you walk up to this computer and the computer starts like giving you all this expositional info and the Doom Slayer punches the screen and throws <laughs> it out of his face and you continue shooting zombies. And I you're love like, it. If you, want, if you want to know more about what went wrong here or like the interdimensional hell, whatever, there are logs you can read. Otherwise, just shoot the zombies. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, that's so doom. Yeah. <laughs> that's so doom right there. So that's that's the kind of approach for these kinds of big action sci-fi movies. I'm yeah. fine if they don't get if they're not they don't have to get bogged down in all that exposition because what's happening is ultimately the more important thing and the characters yeah. in this movie specifically are what carries I it. I agree. Um yeah, uh, ending, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the part that I thought dragged on too long, I already mm-hmm. mentioned a little bit. Yeah, we can get into it because there's a lot that happens. Yeah. Um. I mean, I one of the reasons why I wanted to end when he gets frozen by the liquid nitrogen and crumbles into many pieces after he gets shot mm-hmm. is because that's when Arnold Schwarzenegger says his hasta la vista line. Yeah. So I was like... That should be it. That is a solid finisher. Yeah. It felt like a nice finisher. I liked how he died, too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was unique. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Liquid nitrogen truck. Yeah. Um, although it did, I guess it did kind of feel accidental more than like, this yeah. is the characters overcoming him. It felt more mm-hmm. like, oh, he just happened to steal liquid nitrogen yeah. truck. And this is the one exploding truck he could not escape. Yeah, exactly. Um, Because then after that... The only moments after after he comes back to life there, I guess him coming back to life was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The only moments I really liked were things that probably could have happened if he died there anyways. Yeah. Which was which was basically just the very end of them of them like throwing obviously having to throw Arnold Schwarzenegger into the lava pit yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, I will say everyone sort of gets their their moment to shine when they eventually get the T one thousand into the lava. You have the moment where you think the Terminator's dead, and he comes back for like one last yeah hurrah, um, and you have Sarah Connor. Here's the one like plot hole that is strange to me. Okay, the T1000 catches up to Sarah Connor. She puts John on the conveyor belt to get out of the factory. The T1000 catches Sarah Connor, and he stabs her, and he says, "Call for John," and she's, "No, fuck you. I'm not going to call yeah. for him because he wants John to come follow his mother's voice." But then later in that same scene, the T-1000 turns into Sarah Connor and starts calling for John, and he goes to her. So why wouldn't he just do that in the first place? Yeah. Why did he have to intimidate Sarah That's Connor? That's true. Who, like, is never going to break because yeah, she's stone cold. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, that that was the only like real plot hole I found where I'm just like, and straight up could have just killed her and like, yeah, and became her, became her, and for whatever reason he was like, no, my programming says like scare her, <laughs> stab her a little bit before <laughs> before terminating, and try to get her to do it yeah. because she's a lady and I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's way more considerate than Adam Conover in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he would never lick her face. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that was weird, and it's ultimately. Maybe that's a fun bit of lore I'll make up is that the T-1000, for all of its advancement, because it's more advanced, it's not just focused on killing. Yeah. Whereas the T-800, Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's all he's built to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why he wins because okay. he's just yeah. better at killing. Yeah, I guess that's so. all he can do. Killing and one-liners. Killing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Here I go killing again. Yeah. And so they, they shotgun the T-1000. Oh, he shoots the T-1000 with a grenade. And it just explodes into this mess of metal, which is like the most body horror thing. Yeah, so awesome. Very scary. Very reminiscent of like the thing. uh, Which I still need to see. Yes, eventually. But yeah, they push him into the lava. The boy melts in a really crazy sequence where he turns into all the other people he'd been in the movie. And he's got like five heads. (laughs) His like face turns inside out. I'm like, rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace, metal boy. Rest in peace, Metal Boy. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Rest in peace, Metal Boy. That's what he should have said. Yeah. Rest in peace, Metal Boy. Like, I, that was our... I feel like you kind of peaked with Hasta La Vista, baby, but I guess that one's good, too. Rest in peace, you, you little steel steel man of you, a boy. You steel idiot. Ha! I can do it, too. <laughs> John, you you stick to being yeah, a, be a general. Nice. Well, I guess yeah. John can just be a regular kid now, right? Yeah, true. You can just play the video games, but not Nintendo. That's oh yeah, that's right. A very specific <laughs> fuck you to Nintendo. <laughs> when there, uh, John was basically raised in like this military setting because his mother wanted him to grow up to be the leader of the resistance, and so he's talking to the Terminator, and he's like, "Yeah, I grew up around all these guns and like hacking tech and stuff." All the kids in my school just care about Nintendo. <laughs> James Cameron hates Nintendo. James Cameron said, fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> I own a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> James Cameron says Xbox or nothing. <laughs> that would be a great if all his movies had that through line. Yeah. Of like everyone's just really staunch in support of Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> How would they fit that into titanic titanic they're just like uh, our jack's just like i want to save enough money so i can buy an xbox 360 (laughs) i don't know what the fuck that is jack but i guess maybe you can buy that in america when we get there (laughs) he's like way better than that nintendo thing yeah maybe they're on the uh the titanic and there's like a playroom for all the kids, yeah, you know, for all the kids who are on the Titanic. Well, no, here, here's the thing. They have a playroom. They're like, oh, this is where the kids go and the adults need to do yeah, adult yeah. things on the Titanic. We call it our PlayStation. Uh. And all the kids <laughs> go to the PlayStation. And Jack's like, fuck that. When I was a kid, I just had a cardboard box that I drew an X on. <laughs> I called it my Xbox. It was way better. Yeah. <laughs> That's a it's a very central plot, and point. they have to throw all the Nintendos overboard, yeah, because they're bogging down the ship. <laughs> the ship's too heavy. <laughs> throw the Nintendos overboard. Nintendo, way too heavy of a console. You oh, don't want to own this. I need something sleek and light, <laughs> like an Xbox. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> With discs, they're way lighter than these stupid cartridges. Oh my god! It's like you. 
have you <laughs> this is a stupid question have you seen an xbox one in person um yeah an original xbox one very thick it's the thick size daddy. of a car yeah it's so big it's a thick boy yeah uh anything else to talk about with terminator 2 I think we might have covered it. It's, I mean, it's a classic. There's, I'm sure there's more to say about the movie. There's a lot to say, but lots of, I mean, lots. Yeah. I, I mean, general impressions, if we want to give those now. Yeah. Uh, my general impression is it's still great. I think I got a lot more out of it now that I've seen it again. Cause I think the last time I saw it, I was still a teenager. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's what I love about, you know, older, 80s 90s movies these kinds of action classics is that they focus so much more on character than a lot of more modern action movies very true and i just i really really like smaller stories and terminator 2 is not small by any means but it keeps things contained Mm -hmm. to the point where you can have these character moments and you get to know the characters and the action is just sort of an environment for them to be in and for them to grow in yeah and so that's you know what i i really enjoy about those movies and i don't know i just like big tough man little boy movies you know yeah yeah most recent god of war gave me that oh yeah i mean aliens the other james cameron sequel uh is is tough lady and little girl okay um but i think i'm gonna like that yeah all all that kind of stuff i i really enjoy those sort of relationships in, in movies and I think Terminator 2 is a great example of that it also just has balls to the wall incredible action yeah this movie is a 5 out of 5 for me okay I don't think that's surprising anyone no I'm not surprised at all but <laughs> yeah uh, for our first throwback we started real strong uh, yeah I agree I'm not the biggest fan of action movies I will admit it mm-hmm. I am a sucker for Call Me By Your Name Lady Bird <laughs> All these movies that have zero call, action. Call me by your name, Lady Bird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that crossover. Oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> well, take, well, the guy from Call Me by Your Name. What's this guy? Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is in both. So yep. I don't know how that crossover is going to happen. Timothy. Timothy Cricket. Timothy Cricket. Timothy Chalamet is going to be in every teen movie until he's like 25. Yeah. So he's he's going to be the teen, mm-hmm. which I feel like was what Leo DiCaprio is. The moody teen, I should say. The moody teen. Like, yeah. Um, Do you know Leo DiCaprio dropped out of high school? Not to derail your impressions. What? Yeah, he's like a high school dropout. Good actor, though. Yeah. Um, whoever the main... Ray Liotta? Is that the main guy in Goodfellas? I don't remember. Whoever it is, like, I was immediately like, oh, now I know why Scorsese likes DiCaprio, because he is exactly like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, they are the same person, it felt like. Yeah. I felt like easily if Leonardo DiCaprio was old enough, he could have been in Goodfellas and played the main guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to my impressions. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I am not the biggest action movie fan, but I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a, I gave Terminator one a three and a half because I was like, it's a fine. Yeah. I liked it. It's, it's like, a classic. Like we said, it's more of a monster movie than, than this one. Yeah. And I'm giving this one, a four and a half. There you go. Yeah. I think this is a classic. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think I agree on the character. Like, I'm down for an action movie as long as the characters are fantastic. Because mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm a great, I'm a character man. Oh, yeah. I'm a man who loves my characters. Um, and I think John Connor, Sarah Connor, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie t- 
Terminator. I, I don't know. What do you call him? Terminator? You just call him. The you Terminator? can call him Terminator. He's technically the T eight hundred. If that means anything, it means a lot to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all three of them very distinct. I love the triangle explanation. Like I honestly mm-hmm. was on a four, and that explanation, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. that's actually great. Um, I think James James Cameron did a fantastic job on this movie. Yeah. Four and a halfer. All right. Now everyone, get ready for when Avatar two comes out in the year twenty thirty nine. Yeah. Uh, we're going to probably give that was also a glowing review because James Cameron great at sequels only been churning out the hits. Yeah. Um, well, I need to see aliens now to see if oh, he's yeah. actually re- because I loved alien probably more than I liked Terminator. I loved alien. Okay. So, so we'll see if I like aliens more than aliens alien. is on. I'd say the same level as Terminator two for me. Okay. Um, I'd say aliens leans a little bit more into the action. Okay. Um, but you know, you have to watch it. So yeah, we'll I'll, get there. I'll watch it. We're, we're going into spooky season now. So maybe spooky. we uh, we find some room for some more spookiness spooky. on this podcast. Well, we're going to see the spookiest boy of all, Joker, next week. Ooh, next week, get ready for oh. all those jokes. Oh, we're going to be I swear to God, jokes. if there's not one laugh out loud joke in Joker, Joker, I'm going to storm out of the theater. Uh, there's got to be. It's the guy who directed The Hangover. He's going to put jokes in it. It's true. It's true. Um, although the last movie this guy directed, War Dogs, which I actually talked about earlier in this mm-hmm. podcast because Miles Teller was in it. Yeah. Hated that movie. Oh, so the most recent movie from this guy, I really, really strongly disliked. So that's my impressions going into this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go with your... Let's let's give our... Uh, do you want to do... A, we have some time, Just right? a quick... Uh yeah, we got a couple minutes here. Just give a quick like what is your thoughts going into this movie before we so before next week. I think Joker looks really interesting. I when I heard about this movie being made, I was not interested at all. I'm very much on the side of like Joker doesn't need a backstory. He doesn't need a name other than Joker. He doesn't need an origin story and also one of my big things about comic book adaptations is I don't like superhero stuff without superheroes. I think the dichotomy of Joker and Batman is what makes them really interesting as characters. Mm -hmm. And so removing Batman from the equation entirely is not my favorite. But after seeing some of the trailers for Joker, I've kind of turned around on it. And I'm like, I do sort of want to see Joaquin Phoenix do this thing Mm because he seems really interesting in the trailers. His Joker laugh is super good. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm expecting to like this. I'm going in with higher expectations. I'm also kind of expecting to be let down. Okay. Uh, But we'll have to see next week when we see it. Uh, Also, we're going to have to avoid all the incels who are also going to see this movie. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the FBI has has sent out their formal warning about (laughs) incels storming these Joker screenings. Yeah, we're going to have to avoid. I mean, luckily, the regal we go to checks bags and shit. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, I'm very scared. <laughs> yeah, me and my girlfriend were just talking about that. We're like scared. I'm like, well, kind of scared of the movies this week. It's all right. Uh, I think Joker. what I'll do is I'll just be the alpha incel. That's a good I'll idea. I'll go in. <laughs> I'll have to lie to them because I am I'm not celibate. Uh, so I'll just have to go in and be like, my people, do not hurt this man. And I'll gesture to you. Yeah. You're like, he is an incel in spirit. <laughs> Let us enjoy the film of our god, King Joker. And they'll all be like, yeah, yeah, he's red-pilled as fuck. And they'll all Joker. sit down. Joker. Yeah, we'll all chant Joker, and uh, it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, well, we should be safe. I, I know I know the key phrases to, good, good, good. to work our way into that. BB will handle the situation with grace. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, my impressions are pretty similar. I, I don't know. I am still like, I'm still on, on the the wavelength, you know, mm-hmm. that Heath Ledger is, that no one should just try to top Heath Ledger for a bit here. I still think we're in a period of time where I'm like, it's still on my mind. Like, yeah. wait a little bit more. It's going to be impossible to do an on-screen Joker without that comparison. Yeah. I mean, luckily, we have the buffer of Jared Leto in between. Yeah, that's true. So we know <laughs> what the best looks like, and we know what the worst <laughs> looks like. So we can uh, pretty safely say it'll land in between that somewhere. I think so. I already I already can guarantee it will. Also, Mark Hamill is the best Joker, so it doesn't, oh. doesn't really matter. Huge hot take. Yeah. Uh, but... Joaquin's amazing. Mm-hmm. Last thing I saw Joaquin in was, of course, her, which yeah. he was amazing. In. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor, and yeah. in the trailers, he looks. Yeah, really he good. looks really good. Um, which, unfortunately, I've been unable to avoid not trailers but commercials because oh, okay. commercials all over Twitch, which is what I mainly watch, all over football games, which is the other thing I mainly watch. Mm-hmm. So just nonstop, I have heard lines from this movie. Okay, at this point. But yeah, that's what we're going to watch next week, BB. All right, buckle in, you big boys and girls, because we're going to joke it up next week. Yeah. Um, And who knows? Maybe I'll watch a bad movie. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe it'll be The Joker. <laughs> that would be a huge twist. <laughs> John quotes bad movies this the week. The Joker. It's The Joker. It could be. Let's not rule it out. Yeah. It could be terrible. I hope not, because then I'll have to pull my notes app out in the theater, and nobody is going to want me to do that. Oh, yeah. No, I don't even want you to do yeah. that. Um, because that's what I did while I was watching Tall Girl, was I had to write down the quotes as I went. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, stay big, you beautiful boys and girls. <laughs>